As much as I may have pretended otherwise, for so long all I wanted was to be like other people, to feel what they felt. But now that I do, I just wanted to stop. Welcome to the Geek Generation, episode 153. I'm your host, Rob Logan, as usual, but I'm joined today by two new voices in the studio. Uh, as I've talked about in the past, a lot of my co-hosts, I get frustrated because nobody else watches Dexter, even though Volpe just started watching Dexter, so I had to bring in new people to say goodbye to Dexter. So I have today with me Justin Allen. Hello. And uh, Deanna Brita. Hi. How are you? Good and you? Good. Doing good. Doing good. Good, good. Okay, so... Uh, we're going to recap Dexter, kind of go through the whole show. Uh, we've all seen everything, which is important, and was kind of the criteria for being on the show today. We'll see how good our memories actually are, because you never know. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the controversial finale, which is kind of exploding all over the internet for those people that actually have watched it. A lot of negative. A lot of negative. Out of there. Yeah. Uh, so first, a brief synopsis of the show. For those who uh, are just listening to this and aren't Dexter fans, for some people, they actually want to hear everything before they go watch. Yeah. And this is the convincing factor, even though they know everything and doesn't ruin it for them. I should also warn people, I don't know why I should do this on this episode or feel the need, but spoilers. <laughs> Definitely. <Yeah. laughs> We're going to talk about everything. So if you don't want anything Dexter related uh, spoiled for you, go watch the show first and then this will be waiting for you because that's the beauty of a podcast. So a brief synopsis of the show, uh, Dexter Morgan is a blood spatter analyst for the Miami Metro Police Department, but he also hides a dark secret. He is a serial killer. Since witnessing the death of his mother at a three, uh, as a three-year-old, Dexter has had a dark passenger in his life, which is the urge to kill. When his adopted father, police officer Harry Morgan, discovered this, he trained Dexter to kill without getting caught and taught him a code to focus the urges on only those that deserve to be killed because they killed innocent people. Basically, that's the, the gist. Did I miss anything? No, that's that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> so before we start going into the seasons, what drew you guys to the show? What was your initial exposure, your initial interest? Uh, mine was, I started in the middle at season four, and uh, I was al- always told to go watch Dexter, and I was just like, I don't, I'm not a really person who goes and like, I don't know, just that whole mainstream thing mm-hmm. i was just like oh everybody talks about it. i'm not gonna watch it. i get that but i was just like and then it usually ends up being really good so that's exactly what happened and i started with season four and the killer in that one was what got me to be honest yeah i, I thought that he was fantastic yeah so like so like i sat down watched a couple episodes just for chits and giggles and then it just like i was like oh my god this is so interesting like i need to watch like all of it now so i watched all of season four went back watched one through three and then five and on and then that's how i got well you started at debatably the 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 highlight of the show the highlight season really so justin how about you uh for me dexter in one word was intoxicating yes Uh, Mm -hmm. i started watching from season one episode one and everything about it was very new fresh yep 
definitely, I enjoy entertainment that gives thought-provoking questions, sure. challenges, morality, and uh, and this show had that. Uh, it was very vibrant. I mean, I think they bring out Miami very well. Mm-hmm. It's a very colorful show. Yeah, like they say um, in a lot of movies and stuff, Miami is a character. Sure, in a sure. Way. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, it just had me hooked, yeah, from episode one. Yeah. And uh, it's been a great ride. Yeah, me too. I, I watched on the recommendation of a co-worker. I started watching while season two was running which meant I got to binge watch one mm-hmm. and I love binge watching. It's like my yeah. favorite oh, sure. thing yeah. to do. Sure. So the fact that I got to watch season one that way. And for me, it was right away. Like you said, from the first episode, it is intoxicating because to me it was, this guy's a killer. I'm trying to figure out why I'm cheering for him. Sure. I wasn't sure yet. Like it is so against my personality to cheer for Someone that's and it's not even right to call him an antihero. He was a straight up killer. Yeah. Even if he was just killing killers because he was missing the human component. So every facet of my personality should have been rooting against this guy. But I was like, go get him. Yeah. Well, I, it's that why. duality. That, yeah. That, yeah. That attracts, that, you know. Yeah. I think viewership. that's why people liked it so much was because it kind of like sit wrong with you. Yeah. If you're just like, oh, you're cheering for a killer. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, well, now I got to watch the rest because that's like a weird feeling you know it really is yeah and it, it makes you question like if that's in yourself obviously not the kill but the, yeah. the darker side of yourself it oh yeah latches sure onto. Well, why take enjoyment in rooting for this guy to sure. uh kill and get away with it yeah because we it's not like we were attached to him yet even no it was just this guy's doing this thing and already we're rooting for him which was crazy i think it was an awesome interesting concept that they had yeah and like it was it was unique that they had like as a killer such as him, he became such a likable character. Yep. And that was what drew me in. Yeah. And that kind of transitions us right into season one, as we're already talking about the intoxicating effects of the pilot. Yeah. Um, and one thing, as we go through the seasons, we're going to look at a couple different things. Uh, every season of Dexter has a big bad, someone that is kind of part of the story arc and ends up usually near the end, not always, but usually near the end as being like the the final hunted for the season. Um, every season has a theme. Some people have online gone into greater detail. So I've read a lot of stuff about the themes and I came up with some for my own, but then borrowed some from others. Too many to actually give credit to, but uh, it's all floating around on the internet. I don't know if people actually cite this stuff anymore. And then, uh, Dexter's emotional growth throughout the entire series is one of the underlying things. And we'll see it, especially in the finale, how important that was really to the core of the show as we move forward. So season one, uh, the big bad being the ice truck killer mm-hmm. that had a special connection himself to Dexter. As we found out later on in season one, when the big twist comes that the ice truck killer is actually Dexter's brother, uh, Brian Moser, Moser, Moser. I, I, I think Moser just because of, uh, the, the clerks universe and everything. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, the ice truck killer. And that's already, a super crazy twist. The fact that he was involved with Deborah yep. and Deborah's luck throughout this show. Which sure. It certainly sets up uh, the kind of universe that we're going to uh, experience <laughs> right. through all eight seasons. And um, like her crying in almost every episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was very cryy oh in the beginning, gosh, but that time. definitely fell away and replaced itself with uh, more crying and swears <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and many, many swears. And during this season, the the theme, at least I think for this season, the theme was kind of individualism. Yeah. Where 
Dexter was in that place where he had no human side, no emotion. He had the code and that's all he had. And he stuck to it, never letting any kind of feelings get in the way. Eventually a feeling would creep in. Yeah. But he was really kind of a robot at this point. Sure. And uh, we're setting up Dexter. Yes. So uh, individualism is certainly uh, a great kind of uh, theme to uh, embark the series on. Uh, we get to learn who these people are, uh, especially him, how he balances his job, how he balances his home life, mm -hmm. how he balances his uh, nighttime activities. Yeah, yeah. And I recently went back and watched the pilot for the show. And uh, one of the things, it's so weird, like looking back eight years ago and yeah. seeing how characters have grown. Like, I forgot all about the fact that uh, LaGuerta used to like flirt like crazy mm -hmm. with Dexter. Oh really? Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, like in the in the pilot, back. even she's like snuggling up to him in the back of an ambulance after the <laughs> the head was thrown yeah. at the windshield of his car. That's so weird to see now, given all the things yeah. that have taken place sure. since then. It's crazy. And yeah. Deb, just seeing Deb in a uniform is weird too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and not the prostitute outfit either when she was on Vice, like Vice to detective to yeah. to lieutenant we saw deb's, her grow deb's arc throughout the entire series has been fantastic and i've enjoyed probably that. the strongest season eight was deb's season yeah yeah definitely seven was a big like growth like all of a sudden boom 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 and then eight was yeah all about deb she got a lot of acting opportunities in season and, eight. and she deserved it and yeah. uh jennifer carpenter yes yep, yep. fantastic yeah which is also a weird thing, too. I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much, but the fact that they were at one point married. Yep. Thank you, Julia Stiles. For, uh, for <laughs> was, that. was that the end of that? Or? I believe it was. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. I, I think I think that's that's come out. Oh, I, I think they lasted for like two seasons married and then got divorced. I don't know. I heard that they had just like differences, I guess. Oh, I don't know. Jennifer Carpenter said that like. I don't know, just like in the show, she's like completely emotional and Dexter's just like a fucking robot. Oh. Like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I read something like that, that she's just like, yeah, we totally have differences. That's why I, I like that work. explanation. Yeah, like, I hope that's the real Michael, one. Michael C. Hall may be the most boring person to share. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've heard him on uh, on some things. I heard him on Nerdist Podcast and he was actually really funny. No, that's good. He has that's that dry good. sense of humor sure. yeah. that you would expect yeah. from him. So he's not perfectly fit. Yeah, he's not super unlike Dexter, but... He's not as stone cold either. Uh, so moving into season two, season two was the Bay Harbor Butcher was the big idea. That wasn't the big bad. No. But it was the the overarching uh, investigation that was going on. I enjoy season two a lot more than I other Dexter fans. Yeah, uh, I, I do. Uh, I like how Dexter becomes the focus point mm -hmm. of an investigation. Yeah. Uh, Which makes you yeah. constantly paranoid. Uh, certainly, certainly, and they're they're hunting this Bay Harbor butcher, whom we know is uh, Dexter, right? And I I like that attention. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think uh, Dokes has some great scenes. <laughs> I love Dokes. Yeah, <laughs> everybody loves Dokes, and uh, yeah, I think season two is good. I mean, Lila is certainly the character that that certainly kind of takes down the season. Yep. I'm I'm willing to. To look past that and yet she is the big bad yeah for sure this sure. particular one i mean she she toys with dexter yep. emotionally physically yeah and uh 
and it's a trip. Yeah. And Lila was Lila was interesting. It was the first time I had really seen Jamie Murray, the actress who plays her. I've seen her in so much stuff since. But like as that first exposure and she was she was a great casting for it. Mm-hmm. I thought she was very, uh, I don't know, seductive. Sure. I guess was the word, <laughs> the polite word for it. <laughs> well, Dexter's the robot and we, you know, he he must have uh, trouble with Rita, which yeah. is why he, uh, you know, he's seeing uh, he's seeing Lila here. I thought it was interesting, too, that it was one of his his passion with Lila was one of the first real emotional things that came out of him. Sure, sure. Uh, he was a robot. You know, we'll refer to him as mm-hmm. robot a lot, yeah, yeah. probably. But, you know, that stone cold facing a very cold person. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, I mean, they had some uh, they had some sizzle in season two. Yeah. It also kind of uh, introduced a recurring theme that we'd see throughout the series of Dexter being drawn to people who could see him for what he was. Absolutely. And that constantly came up. And even though it took Lila a while to find out, she knew there was a darkness there. She didn't know exactly what it was at first, but it was enough for Dexter to be like, oh, she sees something in me that's true and that's attractive to me. Well, yeah, she was a pyromaniac, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she have, just burns uh, everything. Sure. <laughs> so she had a darkness herself. They both have that draw to destroy what's around them. Yeah. We also got uh, Special Agent Lundy introduced in season two. Oh yeah. Who I think was a kind of a popular character. Oh, Keith Carradine. Yeah. Excellent, excellent actor. Uh, I enjoyed his character. Uh, he came back in season four. Yes. As well. Yep. Uh, yes. As as the uh, the one. Who is hunting? Yes. A really interesting arc with Deb, too, that oh, yeah. I really didn't expect. But it makes sense given her relationship with her dad. Sure. Sure. She was probably associating with that fatherly figure who was in law enforcement as mm-hmm. well. And uh, she was at a stage in her career where she could learn, you know, a lot from him. So it was definitely a uh, mutually beneficial relationship. Yep. Yep. And we had in, uh, in season two as well, Dokes, like, I forgot how intense Dokes was. I know. Going back, like, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. You're creepy. It's great. <laughs> Something wrong with you, boy. Uh, Dokes was awesome. And it ends up happening that Dokes discovers Dexter's secret. Uh, Dexter frames him as the butcher and locks him up in the cabin. And he's very indecisive. Like, what do I do here? I can't kill him because he doesn't fit the code. Sure. But he knows. Rule one of the code. Right. Don't get caught. Exactly. But and yet he's he's so conflicted by the other rules of the code because oh, it's, sure. it's the first time the code bent in on itself. I think it's a very it's a very hard, challenging thing. And, yeah. Uh, and I think that's what Dexter presented to uh, to its audiences. You're going to have these types of dilemmas. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, again, yeah, like you said, it's the appeal of uh, that constant question coming up. Sure. Uh, and so Lila ends up killing Dokes to protect Dexter when she finds out the secret, which is her first kill. She wasn't a killer up to this point. But as soon as she did that, she made herself a target, a potential target, because now she fits the code. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So the theme of this season, I think overall, and I've seen a couple different ideas, but the one that I'm latching on to is addiction because Dexter's need to kill was a constant addiction. Uh, Lila's obsession with Dexter was one. Uh, and uh, at this point, too, this was when Dexter started taking the fake rap for being a heroin addict. Correct. And Rita sent him to Narcotics Anonymous, which is where he met Lila in the first place. 
So it's all these things that are addictive, like compiling on each other. And Rita's husband. Yes, uh, ex-husband. Ex-husband. That's right. That's right. And Dexter a, uh, framed him in season one or two. I two? think it was two okay. to put him back in prison. Yes. Which he ultimately ended up dying in, which yeah. laid on uh, on Dexter. Yeah, which came back eventually. Yeah. So it was not only the uh, the affair with Lila, but finding out that secret which happened in season three he found or she found out right i believe i believe so yeah or towards the end of season two. i don't remember <laughs> this all kind yeah, of blurs together uh, yeah at some point um season three was miguel prada the big bad uh this was a weird one too but it was another interesting thing that they just hadn't tackled yet and miguel prada was an assistant senior da who found out about dexter i don't remember exactly how but then Dexter decided to take him under his wing and teach him the code when he found out that he had some of the similar urges. They had, well, much like Dexter choosing his victims based on whether they have, they were killers, whether they had escaped justice mm-hmm. in some way. Here you have this district attorney who is very familiar with the legal system, knows that there are people that do fall through the cracks mm-hmm. and that they can't get everybody. And I think Miguel Prado sees him as a solution to uh, the ones who got away. Absolutely. Totally agree. So they have a, uh, they definitely have mutual interest. Mm-hmm. And uh, to the point where Miguel Prado is the best man at the wedding. That's right. Yes. I forgot about that. So they be, they do become close. Yeah. And again, that theme of Dexter gravitating towards people who could see the other side of him and accepted him for what Absolutely. that was, uh, which was interesting, too, because he had that fear about Deb the whole way through. Deb was arguably the one he was closest to the whole time. And yet felt she didn't even from. Right. She didn't even learn for sure. a long time. He did a really good job of hiding that from her. So then he ends up teaching him the code. Uh, but Miguel can't follow it as well. He has too many emotions going on. He ends up killing the defense lawyer, uh, Ellen Wolf. Yes. And then that's when Dexter goes, okay, he's he's killed an innocent. He can't follow the code. We're going to have to put the boy down. With <laughs> great power comes great responsibility. Oh, look at you and, throwing uh, that in there. Yeah. And uh, Prado was not as disciplined uh, as Dexter. And it's almost like he, it's almost, I don't know, I, I think about it in a Jedi sense. In the same way where if we jump all the way to season eight briefly, uh, the stuff with Zach and the stuff with Saxon and them wanting to be or people wanting to teach them the code at an older age, just like you can't teach a Jedi the force <laughs> at an older age. It's almost like the code has to be instilled when he's younger because Dexter's the only one who's really like gotten it and latched onto and really followed it to a strict sense. Yeah, it's, uh, it's revealed uh, I know definitely in season eight, possibly earlier, that Dexter took nine years yeah. to make his first kill. Yeah. And so that, that comes with that great restraint. Yeah, absolutely. But you learn how to when he was behave re- like When that. he was ready, he did it. Yep. We also had the Skinner going on as like the, the side killer story during this one, too, who actually kind of partnered with Prada at one point. Well, when the tables turned... After Prado was, right. you know, kind of off the reservation doing yep. things, uh, you know, on his own, uh, that seemed like a mutually beneficial relationship at the time because mm-hmm. he needed some protection from Dexter and uh, 
Yeah, the Skinner. Yeah. Was it. And what'd you guys think of Jimmy Smith in the role? Some people are, it's kind of a, a gray area, what I it seems a, to be. I'm a very big Jimmy Smith fan. Yeah. Uh, he is on uh, season five and season six of another great show that I watched, Sons of Anarchy. Mm. <laughs> and he's fantastic. D, what'd you think? I think he did a good job. Yeah. It was, it's half and half. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. I liked him at the time, but now looking back, I'm almost like, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, eh, it was okay. Yeah. I think it's the only thing I've ever seen him in, though. Because I think up yeah. to that point, NYPD Blue was his big thing. And he had done cinema. Okay. So, uh, And the theme for season three, uh, I have marked down as trust. Whether it be Rita trusting Dexter post-affair or Dexter trusting Miguel enough to kind of let him in and teach him everything. And then whether or not trust ends up biting you in the ass, as it did with Miguel, or ends up getting you engaged with a baby on the way. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I see how how trust makes everything a very fragile thing. Mm. And uh, certainly Dexter needs to be reserved with whom he's allowed to share his, his past with. Mm -hmm. And... Definitely, this is an example of him actually realizing that he needs to protect that even more. Yeah. And that somebody even as uh, astute as Miguel Prado kind of went against the code. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Season four. Oh, my God. Yes. Season four. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The big so wait, one, you the haven't big seen one. one through three th still? Or? No, no, I have. You're but just I waiting just, anxiously I, for season yeah, four. Just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys say. can say anything because like i don't i wasn't really like i'm okay with one through three yeah but like when it gets to four and then on i started like a forming of like forming opinions sure that, especially that, that just four sense. four just blew me out a little well wherever you like, start too is kind of yeah. like super important to you so, so season four is four. arguably and i think widely seen as the best, best season oh my god of Cer dexter certainly the strongest yeah oh not god. only just because of the strength of the story but also John Lithgow as the Trinity Killer is oh just my gosh, he was phenomenal. That just was amazing. That was great. It there, was not just like like the three killings, but like the, the, the one of the killings when he's killing children, mm -hmm. right? They're like that's like so messed up, but that's what drew me in. I was just like, oh, you like this killer is like that's such a weird topic to bring. Not really weird, but it's a disturbing topic right. to bring up. You're killing children, and definitely children. when it's when it's the same guy who his last prominent role was probably Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah. So you're seeing a family sitcom dad. Yeah. Oh, he's the dad in Harry and the Hendersons. Right. Like, yeah, there is nothing but, you know, rainbows <laughs> and lollipops about John Lithgow. Yeah, until and this. Then, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, fantastic villain, uh, fantastic story. Yep. A uh, lot of great characters. Lundy comes back. Yep. A mm -hmm. uh, lot of intense things happen. We also get introduced to Harrison Morgan. For the first time, as uh, Dexter now has we a have son. A baby. Yeah. Harrison. That happened this season. And now Dexter has a family, which ultimately becomes the theme of this season, is because he lets Trinity go. He could have killed him earlier. Yeah. He had the opportunities. And I think hopefully learned from this mistake, but again, maybe not given the finale, but should have learned the mistake uh, at this point yes that and maybe that's one of the reasons people are angry at the finale uh because this was the learning point yep you don't wait you know the guy's gonna do it again and he held off because he wanted to see how he balanced how arthur mitchell balanced that home life with his dark passenger sure he had some he had 
he actually had a lot to learn mm-hmm. from John Lithgow's character. Yeah. And ultimately, it did not work out. And I still, like, one of the best just quick scenes in this entire season, he's Kyle Butler to the Trinity Killer for most of it. Goes but when he walks in sort of. to the police department and says, Hello, Dexter Morgan. Oh, my God. God, that was great. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of cat and mouse between the two. Oh, and it's and, so good, uh, so good, so good. Um, and this was, uh, if we're talking about the emotional growth of Dexter here, this was when Dexter first started feeling love because it was just passion up to this point with Lila, there was no love involved, but he actually started to show love for Rita. I don't know if it was as real or as powerful as it got for him down the road. Uh, but we also saw his love for Harrison. Just that was the first time it was almost unconditional love. And he didn't even understand it because he was like, why? Why do I even think about this kid the way right. that I do? Well, Aster and Cody were Rita's totally children. Right. Yeah, were right. Rita's children from, <laughs> no. you know, from that previous marriage. Yeah. And this was his flesh and blood. Yep. Um, you know, he was starting new and. uh you know, certainly that that parental love gets you. It was almost like Harrison being born flipped a biological switch in him that allowed him to feel things. It happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as the only parent in the as, room. As the parent here. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and then the the crazy uh, again, one of the other biggest moments that happened in the entirety of the show is the final thing we see of Dexter going home and seeing Rita in the bathtub. I have people that have told me that they stood up and screamed at the TV. You can't do this to us. I thought it was fantastic. I love that. Yeah. It was a sucker punch. So bad. It it was, I did not stand up. I did not like, I was not like, Oh my God, how can you do this? It was, there was silence Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there was staring at the television and there was this gut-wrenching feeling yeah that uh no way i was totally excited because rita, rita was just rita was this very fragile character yes, yeah uh, and and it was it was kind of you know the one thing that kept dexter grounded mm-hmm. and and to be taken like that and like you said you know after not learning well this could have been the the time to learn but mm-hmm. uh having the opportunity to have possibly prevented this right just tragic yeah it was it was a sucker punch it was right in the gut it, as an audience we all wanted to protect rita all sure, the time sure me. well except, <laughs> except for, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really like rita really yeah I wasn't well you really also watched season four first yeah i know but <laughs> you I didn't gu- get I the guess, growth i guess but i don't if, know i if, didn't go for it oh if there was one knock maybe you know on, on the dexter series it does seem that um you know his family in, in places Having Dexter have a home life mm-hmm. uh, is is good in in small chunks. Yeah, I felt you know Aster and Cody kind of got in the way yeah. a little Agreed. bit, and 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 certainly as we segue into season five, they realize uh, that too. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think they realize that, and they kind of ship them off uh, to somewhere else, to and mm-hmm. um, you know, even as we get into seasons, you know, six, seven, and eight, yeah, when, when Dexter needs a babysitter all the time, yeah, it's very intrusive 
and the part that wasn't as much of a sucker punch as the death of Rita, but took place in exact the same time was the visual of Harrison sitting in the pool of blood yeah. the sure. same way that we knew kind of molded Dexter. So now while you're going jaw drop, like total silence, what the hell's going oh, yeah. on? You're also saying, holy shit, did he just create a new Dexter? Right. Are we going to cycle through this again? Right. Is that something that Dexter has to watch? Is it something that Dexter would coddle mm. and and develop? Right. Is he going to embrace he, that? Or is he going to embrace that or yep. would he steer him away? And as we move into season five, we actually found out that he he kind of didn't want that for Harrison. And and it seemed at one point, I don't know when the exact moment came, but he did realize that it didn't affect him quite the same way. Because, I mean, Dexter's situation was he was sitting in a pool of blood for like two days <laughs> before anyone found them in there. And I say them because, again, we're talking about Dexter and his brother, right. who was also there. But they, they did kind of like let off on that. I don't know if that was just something that got forgotten or if they really made a note to say, okay, he seems normal and <laughs> yeah. let's just move on from that. Well, I think there's a part of Dexter who, uh, you know, who understands that he's missing a, a part of life or feeling by mm -hmm. not feeling the way other people do. Sure. And I think he would have wanted the best for Harrison. And I, I tend to believe that he would have led him off that path. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because his, his goal was always to strive to be more, quote unquote, human. Right. So why would he not want that for his son as well? Yeah. Uh, so moving into season five, the big bad this time wasn't obvious right away. We actually got kind of a, a red herring mm -hmm. and we got the big bad or what we thought was the big bad kind of dealt with kind of early in uh, Boyd Fowler. Right. Yep. Kind of like a mid-season mm. type of uh, act. Yeah. Yeah. And we had the barrels floating in the water that had the, the bodies of the women and yep. mm -hmm. very gruesome. Um, but then we find out that that's he's one of many as he's being killed. Uh, Lumen yep. sees the, the death and again, kind of accepts Dexter, which makes him go. Oop. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, uh, you know, Dexter's faced with, again, somebody else knowing his secret. Mm hmm. I love that. I I personally really liked season five. Yeah. Like if I had to sit, if I had to like think about it, like from who I've talked to, they say that like the best of Dexter happened one through four, mm -hmm. and then you could arguably say that six, like whatever. But sure. I personally liked five because, I mean, I know that I guess Lumen got a lot of hate, mm -hmm. but I personally really liked Lumen. Yeah. More so than Hannah. I freaking hate Hannah. Huh? But, um, I really do. But, I, I like Lumen as well. Yeah, yeah, I liked Lumen because, um, all right, well, not the bad guys so much. They could have done a little bit better with that. Mm -hmm. But Lumen as a character was pretty good because she was like, I don't want to say normal, mm -hmm. but she was just like an average girl who made mistakes or sure. whatever. And um, and she kind of had her own mission at first to get revenge. She didn't really need, like, she needed Dexter to get her revenge, yep. but like she wasn't really interested in Dexter unless if it was for the killing at first. And then like, and I like how Dexter didn't really like, he's just like, Oh, there's this girl and she got hurt and I, now I need to go help her and yeah, stuff. But yeah. like, he didn't really care about her at first. And then they kind of like, as it went on, like, and they get in the kill room together and stuff like that made me happy. I was like, Oh, they're killing together. And it was cool. But yeah, it was definitely a growth. And I, 
I think the popular opinion is that season five was the weakest or the weaker of a lot of the seasons. But I think it had a lot working against it in the fact that it came. It followed up the Trinity Killer season, arguably the best. Uh, Lumen was hard to accept because we just got sucker punched with the death of Rita. Rita, So it had a lot going against it. But I think if people went back now and looked at it, knowing what was coming, it would probably be a whole different feel. It was just at the time. Yeah, I feel like. But, like, I guess the whole thing with, like, why I liked Lumen a lot when I first saw her was because I guess I wasn't really, obviously wasn't really fond of Rita Mm -hmm. because I feel like Dexter, as a serial killer, like, with the whole transition of emotions and stuff trying to feel, like, he's a serial killer. Like, I think it's going to be really hard for him to feel love. So, like, with... With um, Lila, that might have been just, like, an interest. I don't think he was actual feelings. No, but, I don't think so either. Yeah, and then with Rita, like, I think, like, didn't he start the relationship first based off of being, like, I need to be normal, so let me get into a normal relationship and, like, basically just use these people. It was a cover, yeah. Yeah, it was a cover. Yeah. I do think that he did, at one point in time, like, have a bond with Rita, but yes. I don't think that he was in absolute love with her. I don't think so either. So, like... No, and there's, there's evidence in there that shows that they're relationship was strange it was disposable and, and awkward yeah, yeah at times. like so and even though it hit him hard yeah, yeah it's almost like to, to to use a similarity from star trek it's data who doesn't have emotions <laughs> says that when someone like when tashiar died he said i was familiar with her and that's why i miss her even though I can't feel the sadness for losing her, I'm losing something familiar to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Rita's death is totally a sucker punch. Oh, yeah. But I don't don't think that... I mean, it would have an effect on Dexter because that's the mother of his child now and like the whole bunch of stuff. And it it was wrong because he made a mistake and she got killed out of that. So that's why I think he feels all the regret out of that because she was a nice person and technically he just used her the entire time. His but, his inner sanctum was violated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like that was in his house. Someone kicked down the door home. to the yep. fortress of solitude. Y- yes. Yep. <laughs> and, and and so I think that I think that hurts just as much. Yeah. Absolutely. So like I mean with Lumen, I guess like I felt it a little more him grow. Um, I felt that he grew a little bit of emotions to Lumen mm-hmm. because like when because can we just say that she is the I think. Besides Hannah now, mm-hmm. she's the only other living person who knows Dexter's secret, I think. Oh, that's interesting. She's still out he, there. Yeah, she's yeah, still I didn't out even there. Think about that. She just sure. left. They just left her. She never came back. That's true. So she knows Dexter's secret. So yeah, Hannah and, and trusted, Lumen are yeah, the only ones. And he ones. trusted her enough to just like go away with the secret. Yeah. You know, and but like I love how he just crumbles at the end about when she realizes she's just like, I got rid of my my dar passenger yeah, i don't need and it so anymore. and then he just freaked out he's just like no i had somebody with me who right. had a dark passenger with me who understood me who was doing the kill room with me yep and then she just up and left and then i think that that like you could see in his face the emotion of how that kind of like there was actually lost yeah there was some, yeah. yeah and that there's there's almost a defeat and reservation of I am going to have this hunger mm-hmm. yeah. forever. And But at the same time, I think he felt, wait, hers went away. Yep. 
maybe that maybe his could just go away maybe too. yeah maybe <laughs> if i wish more. on a star yeah <laughs> can i also point out that like uh, i think it was in season seven was that when they first brought hannah in yes yeah uh there was one episode that they had that actually kind of really pissed me off when they brought hannah in right after lumen left i think deb starts talking briefly to Dexter. They mentioned Lumen in mm-hmm. one episode. And like the look on his face was like totally destroyed when he, she brought her up. Yeah. Or what up. And he's just like, like, I don't even want to talk about Lumen. Like right, she just right. left. Like that was part he's of me. still got some connection yeah, going on. But then on it there. just even angered me because then that's when they had that whole stupid scene with them having sex on the kill table. I'm like, <laughs> you just mentioned Lumen in this episode and then you have him have sex with Hannah. Men are like, fickle creatures. Oh my gosh, that, ang- <laughs> like, that angered me so much. I was like, no, but whatever. There are a lot of other like little subplots going on during yeah. the season. Quinn was yeah, introduced Quinn. a little earlier, a few episodes, not episodes, a few seasons ago. Yeah. Uh, and he finally starts to get suspicious of Dexter. Yep. Not only because the unemotionalness of Dexter following Rita's death. Yeah. Um, he notices some sketches, the similarity between him and Kyle Butler. Yep. And then there was the big thing, like the first scene we get in the season is Dexter coming out of the house, holding Harrison, dropping to his knees and saying, it was me. Yeah. Right. Like right. that was, that was another thing. Cause yep. we were coming off of the death of Rita. And the first thing we say is Dexter going, it was me. And we're like, what, what? are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you're caught up in everything, but I like Quinn. Yeah. Uh, I, I do think, too. I think he's got, he's got more ups than downs as the, as the, He's grown on me. I didn't care he for does. him much yeah. in the beginning. He does. Yeah. Um, you know, he has affection and, uh, you know, support for Deb, certainly mm-hmm. in season eight. Absolutely. He actually almost became a human, too, in a way, because he was he was just like chaos Yeah. for a while. And then as he started to get order in his life, like became like a good person and a good cop and tossed away all the the evil things in his life yeah and that comes that comes back to haunt him in season seven right and uh <laughs> right you, you can never run away from it man. no nothing you know, in this show you could you're ever on the run take away once from. you're on the take forever we also got uh which i thought was a great performance i'm sure justin as a fan of robocop you agree with me peter weller as uh stan liddy yes yes as the investigator investigator or former former sure. cop hired by quinn to investigate dexter sure, yeah sure he was uh, awesome he is uh, on Sons of Anarchy is season he? six. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got to check it out. <laughs> Another show I have to watch. They just yep. keep adding up. Nope. It's crazy. Peter Weller coming back. This uh, was the first. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, he's got that. He's got that kind of sleaze slime on him. Yeah. That's, uh, that's uh, fun to watch. And it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also saw the first things of Quinn and Deborah being yep. a couple. Yep. Which was a thing that kept coming back. Laying the groundwork for Laying that. the groundwork. Lumen ends up being the one to kill the big bad in this one. Yep. Love Jordan that. Chase, the motivational speaker played by Johnny Lee Miller, who I love. Just even from Hackers. I love Johnny Lee Miller. And now he's on Elementary and doing a great job on that show, I think. But Oh, that's where I've seen him before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was the uh, the motivational big bad in, yeah. in this one. Yep. I thought, um, that, I thought that kill was great. Yeah. Like the fact that like, like, you know, that, that finger thing that Dexter does? Yeah. And then she does, and Dexter notices it. Like, yep. And then, like, Deb almost catches them. Yeah. It was so good. It was phenomenal. Like, for, for a split second, I thought that Deb, like, Deb was going to catch him. Yeah. And then the theme of this one, uh, Rebirth, I think. Whether it be yeah. Dexter helping Lumen become Predator instead of Prey, uh, which at the same time allowed him to atone for Rita's death in a way of rebirthing himself. 
And then even Jordan's motivational speeches kind of as the underlying like Dexter finding some sort of at the beginning, at least some sort of like gravitation towards those. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Empowerment. Yeah. You know? Oh, there's another good word. So I just, yeah, maybe I didn't come up with the right word. No, but empowerment. No, it, that's even stronger. It, well, I, mean, I like that's that better. What Jordan Chase is, you know, uh, is, is pitching in yep. his, uh, in his sales, uh, presentations and, you know, turning Lumen from prey into, uh, you know, into the, the hunter yeah. is really taking hold of the situation and turning it around. Yeah. Now that you say, like, everyone says the weaker season. Now that we're talking about it, I'm like, damn, that was a good season. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, it, it's tough. Like it. And, yeah. Uh, it was I good. I mean, as, as we talk about, you know, the back half mm-hmm. of, of the series, um, it, it's tough to come off season four. Yeah. So it's yeah. always going to get a knock. Absolutely. But, uh, and then season six, I which really like I think Justin, you had mentioned, was not one of your. It was not one of my favorites. You neither, uh, do you? There, no. there is a there is a really strong element that I really enjoy mm-hmm. uh, to this, and we've talked about yeah. this. But uh, brother Sam, yeah <laughs> the the scenes that Dexter and brother Sam have where he explores higher power, mm-hmm. um, and faith in faith, general. Uh, is is very very strong. Yep. And I think at this point, you know, we're six seasons. There are a string of murders mm-hmm. again, and so that that kind of what drives the seasons is starting to get tiresome. Mm-hmm. And so we look for those glimmers of intricate relationships between Dexter and usually some other character. Sure. And uh, and we get we get we get some great scenes with uh, Brother Sam. Absolutely. And this was one of the seasons that really brought in a new element. Like some people saw Lumen's relationship with Dexter as a little bit of a rehash of the like bringing up Miguel Prado Mm -hmm. as the the student learning to kill with Dexter and everything. And he was doing that with Lumen. Some people like we did this already, Yeah, but it, there is a different dynamic to sure, it. Mm-hmm. Sure. But season six, like went in a whole different direction yeah. uh, and really started tackling different questions for Dexter. He had the thoughts of, was I created for a higher purpose? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Sure. It's and, identity. And it was that, that theme of faith for this season. There was also, if you look at it too from that angle, there were two sides represented, just like in the trust season, both sides were represented, uh, represented, <laughs> one of which kind of bit him in the ass and the other one didn't. Brother Sam was the lighter side of faith and Travis was the darker. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and interpretation of faith. And we had uh, the doomsday killer being the big bad, doing all the uh, kills based on the book of Revelations, which were. No, you're shaking your head. I I, I was I interested really, in this. I really, I honestly didn't. That whole season just didn't do it for me. I thought no. it was a little not. I don't want to say far fetched because it did bright and bring up points that needed to be. Yeah, yeah. But like the whole like the religious aspect just threw me for a loop. I was just like, I mean, I guess it's a needed. It's not a needed topic, but like it's something that they hadn't covered yet. I assume. But well, the I kills just, here too were a lot more showboaty. Yeah, like, as far as the was, big bads kills. Yeah. I mean, the only thing literally that like drew me in was the fact that Deb figured it out. Yeah, that was that was the whole that was. Although the we didn't even know that till the end. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't till the end that. But other than that, like I didn't really, I wasn't really a fan of the killer. Yeah. I wasn't really a fan of him. Yeah, Both at, the, of them. At, at this point, we've been dragged through, you know. uh Dexter's got to chase someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, 
Um, we just knew there was, was just, a big was bad. Something, yeah. I mean, the, I think the only thing that like kind of intrigued me a little bit was the fact that like, uh, was it the younger killer? Travis. Travis. That was it. Um, he was hallucinating the entire time that the bad that the older man was the one. Although he he did exist. Uh, he killed he, Professor he did. Geller. He once did, and then, but like, right, three years would, prior, yeah, and then started hallucinating that he was actually doing the whole thing the entire time, right. And I was just like, oh, that's an interesting point. But other than that, I wasn't really a fan of the whole thing. Although I was a little disappointed that I kind of called it early in. Yeah, it was. It's a trope that yeah. you could identify if. Like, I don't know, Justin, did you pick up on it early, too? Uh, I did not. Oh, okay. I did not. But, I figured that'd be uh, something that you would you would catch kind of right away. It's, uh, it, well, like you said, it, it's a trope. It's yeah. been done before. But uh, Colin Hanks was good. Yeah. You know, I thought I, it was I, really I good. It. Edward James Almost is kind oh, of his okay. reserved, yeah. creepy. Yeah. And there was, thing, so there was a weird... Like, uh, weird thing in the season, too, that a lot of people just heard and said, no... Was when Deb confessed her love. Oh my god, for I Dexter. loved that. You did. I did. So many people do not. That was fantastic. Can I say why? Sure. Because I love the fact. I mean, just like Rita dying, right? I love anything that is successfully that can turn people's stomachs. Okay. I love anything that is like executed well like that because I literally when when she was like going to the psychiatrist and being like, well, these are all my problems and my feelings. And she's just like, maybe. And I knew it too. I'm just like, don't you dare say that. Maybe there might be feelings for Dexter. And then this one, and then she starts coming to terms with it. She's like, I might have feelings for Dexter. And then when she confesses it, it's like, everybody's just like, oh no, that is so wrong. But like, they're not technically related, but it's so like, it straddles that uncomfortable. Yeah. And I love it. I love that. Uh, It was so great. Cause everybody was like, no, that's wrong. And I'm like, it took me literally a week to like, it, it unnerved me that much mm -hmm. that I was like, it took me a week. And then I was just like, no, I'm actually okay with it, to be honest. Like, because like, other than Lumen being my favorite, if Lumen wasn't in it, I would totally be a Debster. Sure. I think that's totally I think that's fantastic I thought it was I was like it kind of oddly makes sense but then like because there's so much negative they just totally dismissed it right away but I was like no that was so awkward it was awesome I think it was a good development step for Deb too yeah you know we see her character you know kind of be brought along and uh and it was good to to have her grow that way yeah and it was I, I didn't have a problem with it it was uh, in line with her, like, all these horrible guys. And she's yeah. finally looking at the one who she sees as safe, but also still doesn't know. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, probably the worst one out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> still horrible decisions. And then, and then like you said, Deb witnesses Dexter killing Travis in his ceremonial fashion that he does. Yeah. Good cliffhanger. Right at the end. Great cliffhanger. Loved it. We were all waiting for it, like, from the beginning. Well, yep. at the end of, you said it earlier, the end of season five, I mean, there's a second yep. before yeah. Deb, you know, blows through that. the door. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they, they just barely get away. Yeah. Then. And, uh, and the fact that, that she ends up helping him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, when yeah. she figures it out, and it's just like, oh, you like, you're not going to turn him in? Nope. Gonna keep going. It's awesome. So season seven, we're moving into. Yep. Uh Deborah, like we said, finds out not only that Dexter killed Travis, she actually gets the concrete facts that I'm a serial killer. Like, not I didn't just kill Travis. I'm a serial killer. Oh no, he comes home to see his knife, 
you know, uh, case open yep. and the, the slides, slides are out. Are mm-hmm. out Which at this point you're like, how do you still have the slides? I know you're yeah. a serial killer, but come on, get rid of them. Oh, they're I I I hear they're collectors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you hear they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we also got the introduction of Hannah McKay, oh, who you said you don't care for. I do not. Why not? Because I. When she first showed up, I guess I I just don't like her character. No, I don't. I I'm, I'm somebody who reads too many fan fictions, I suppose. Um, <laughs> as somebody who reads too many, I thought of her way too much as like a Mary Sue character. She's pretty, and then she gets along with Dexter so great, and Dexter just totally falls in love with her, yeah. and like it's just way too. And she also happens to be a serial killer, and but it's like not exactly. But like, but she didn't have the same damage as Dexter. She was yeah. She was just she ran away with some guy, right. and then started killing when she was little, and then but like she's too cool, calm, and collective, and like I don't know, just it's way too many just bothered me yeah. about her. Yeah. I don't really like her. Her kills seem to be out of like some form of convenience. Uh, They were all about protection. Like there was like there was that there was that one, you know, probably discovery kill Mm -hmm. where, you know, she learned that she could do it when she was off with that guy. Yep. You know, doing those things. But then, you know, the poison is very tactful Mm -hmm. and got her out of, you know, some situations. Sure. Uh, I like her character because. At this point, we're in season seven. I think it's known at this time that eight is it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is going to be a character that's just going to drive it home. Yeah. So we're going to be on the, you know, on the hook with her to the end. So let's see how this plays out. And there was definitely the hint of her kind of being like a black widow. And we didn't know if maybe she would be the one to do him in. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, uh, you know. Not to jump ahead to the end of season seven, but, you know, the tables could have turned and, you know, she put him away. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, and there was always that, you know, you talked about paranoia earlier Mm -hmm. with the cat and mouse between uh, John Lithgow and and Dexter is uh, you never knew how that was going to, you know, to play out. Right. Because she was on his table. Oh, yeah. Once already. Yeah. So. And now you said you didn't like that scene, D. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. I thought it was, it was like, because the table is like, that's, that's it's it. It's sacred place. Yeah, it's the sacred <laughs> place. And you just ruined it. Like, no, that was so, like, I'm used to seeing a dead body on there. And not you exactly, having sex. Like, no. <laughs> it's exactly why I like the scene. This, oh, that's because so... it was such a turning point. It was a clear statement by the show to say Dexter's reached a new height in his development if you ended up on dexter's table you, okay, you, know, you did not end up uh in less than you know a dozen pieces right uh up until this point right right and and i do like i said i like that statement i like the fact that something something overpowered the dark passenger that was the important message i got from that granted it was a hot scene but aside sure, from sure. that it was it was something overpowered the dark passenger, which was like, oh, wait, like up until this point, it was always, could he, could he shed it? No, I don't think so. Could he shed? No. But then this, it was like, he does. wait a minute, maybe he can, maybe he really can. Maybe there's something more powerful that can take a hold of him. And even though it seems a little corny to say love overpowers, I know. I was just about <laughs> even that. though that's corny, I like that idea. And I think it's. I think it's a good direction to go in, and maybe that's why I was let down by things at, that progressed. 
But I liked that idea of something taking over as he developed. And it did. And we're seeing his relationship with Harrison change, too, now. Yeah. And he's even more attached. And uh, we saw with Travis Marshall trying to, like, sacrifice Harrison. That was a whole new level of attachment. Uh, And Dexter, like, had an awakening himself about that, too. And when Harrison had surgery uh, and it was kind of out of his control, he had the uh, appendectomy. Right. Um, and it's something Dexter had no control about it. He just had to let things happen again. That was during the faith, the faith season. season. So yes. he had to let things out of his hands. And now finally, it's all coming to a head. Like all those pieces are coming together to that moment with Hannah. So I thought it was really not just like a cheap. Let's get Yvonne Strahovski naked on the table. It was <laughs> a, it was a very powerful statement, I thought. Yeah, those scenes are reserved for uh, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> in, the, in the next season. Right. Yeah. And again, Dexter's emotional growth here, I thought, was... I think Hannah was the first person he felt real, like, strong love for. Lumen was also an infatuation. I know you you have the attachment to Lumen. Yeah. But I think Hannah was the first, like, real romantic yeah, love he felt. Yeah, I would agree felt. to that, too, obviously, but I still like it. I know. I <laughs> but, but, I mean... uh I guess the only problem I have with it is I felt like it was like way like they rushed it. I felt like it was way too soon. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah. I, I no, felt I get a it. A little rushed it. They're just like, well, uh, all right, throw in this character and he's gonna fall in love with her. And sure. Stuff. But like, I also I think which I actually just thought of. I think the other thing because I'm trying to think of more of like in the mindset of like a serial killer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're they're cold. But I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that with the love with Hannah, it also kind of turned into, cause he was like, started to get like obsessed with her, mm-hmm. you know? And at first I didn't really like that, but now that I think about it, it's kind of like, kind of fits into the serial killer thing. Cause it could be like considered sure. like, like he gets infatuated with her and now he's like, not only is he obsessed with killing, but he's obsessed with her. Yeah. Yep. Their normal is not our normal. No, yeah. <laughs> no. And, um, and I think Hannah represented more of that kind of mature, relationship that he was never going to get with Lila. Yep. Yeah. And, and so true. and so this is uh he's grown mm-hmm. since Lila. She is a more, you know, mature type of uh character that mm-hmm. that he with her past, with his past, their understanding sure. of that shared kind of connection that they can that they can build on. And so far out of all the relationships he's had this is the healthiest from her perspective because Lila's was obsessive. Lumen's was a means to an end more or less. She didn't realize it at the time. Uh, Rita's was some sort of safety. She never got from anyone else. Right. And then Hannah was like a legitimate. This could work. Yeah. Like (laughs) this could actually be a thing. Yeah. Um, And then at the same time, while all this is going on, we have LaGuerta discovering the blood slide. Yep. That was left behind uh, from the Travis kill because Dexter was all out of sorts with Deb finding out, lost the blood slide, didn't have the time to really recover it. Uh, and that respawned the whole Bay Harbor Butcher investigation all the way back from season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is when uh, the wheels start falling off mm-hmm. on his crisp and clean yes. way of, of doing things. He's got so much in motion right now that... Uh, that he's getting a little sloppy. Yeah. And uh, there's been so much evidence that he's been able to conceal over time mm-hmm. that it's just it nothing, you know, stays buried forever. Right. And it's it's eventually going to uh to come out and we we start to see that. Yep. And the theme of this season, I mean, we've said love plenty of times, 
that's definitely the idea. Uh, Dexter and Hannah, obviously big thing there. We also at this point, too, for the past couple seasons, Dexter's kill frequency has dropped tremendously. Yeah, Sure. Yeah. We've gotten to a point in the series where the the episodic kill, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of uh, identified us with Dexter and kind of lent some exposition into who he is and what he does. Um, that develops a lot in the first in the first couple of seasons, and then I think they understand they can't maintain a series if it's simply that, right? So yeah, so we see less of those, and we'd never be able to accept Dexter progressing emotionally if we were still watching him kill somebody every right. week, yeah. right? So. He also started paying less attention to Deb. Yeah, yeah, that that's true. Yeah. Also on the theme of love, even though we haven't talked about the big bad for this season because so much other stuff was going on, Isaac Serko. Sure. But Uh, still in that theme, his motivations were love between Isaac and Victor. Yes. Yep. We have. uh, Yeah. I'm a fan of Isaac. He was Uh, awesome. I think he was awesome. I think uh, I think I think even says it, you know, at the end in his Mm -hmm. in his death scene about how him and Dexter could have been. They had such a great interaction. Yeah. 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 All those those interactions were always a treat because there was that cat and mouse game as well. And uh, yeah, Quinn. Even Quinn Quinn finds a girl, you know, he's, uh, he's parted ways with Deb at this point and, uh, and you know, he's, he's kind of moved on and he almost kind of goes back into his darker ways. Yes. Or at least they catch up to him. They catch up to him certainly in, uh, in trying to save, uh, this dancer. Mm -hmm. Nadia. (laughs) Nadia. (laughs) Typical dancer. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Right. No, she was such a rebound. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. She's totally a rebound. <laughs> we know Quinn and Deb belong yeah. together. That's all right. We know. Uh, so moving into season eight. Oh, boy. The one that is largely not not the loop. Oh, okay. Oh, that's I just skipped over a major thing. You're right. <laughs> yeah, what am I doing? Completely. Um, the scene. So, yes, Deb has a choice. Yes, Deb has a choice. But also, another interesting thing about that scenario, this would be. Dexter's first knowingly because he did make an accidental kill at some point Free for for an innocent person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this would be his first decided kill of someone who didn't fit the code. But again, it does. The rule number one is don't get caught. But I think he has to satisfy every condition to really he's back in Doak's territory with this one. Yeah. Sure. Which oh. is interesting, too, because it's yeah. of the relationship that Maria and Doak's had. It's odd that she's the one again that brings this up. So he makes the decision to kill her. Like he's made the decision. Yeah. It's just a matter of the way it plays out. Mm-hmm. So Deb has a choice to make. And sticking with the theme, love prevails. And she kills LaGuerta. Uh, she does. It's uh and that that completely derails her from her values, mm-hmm. from her career, uh, and and sets up her spiral yep um her fall from grace in uh in season eight and it also wouldn't have been possible had they not shown deb's first kill earlier this same season where she killed uh carlos fuentes yep fuentes in the uh the bar shootout i believe it was oh correct and then that's why she ended up in therapy even uh or was it last season that she killed him to end up in uh, they start therapy. they start to blur together, weird. don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Because um, she ended up in therapy as the recovery and proof that she could be active in the field again after killing someone. But and one of the things that 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 we didn't talk about yet in season seven, yeah, you know, before we get to season eight, is that 
Deb knows yes. during during season mm-hmm. seven. Right, and right. And so there is that dance between Dexter and Deb mm-hmm. about the virtue of what he does. Yeah. And when that killer who dresses up as the Minotaur mm-hmm. in the house and kills women there, Dexter is in a position to, uh, you know, to do something about it. Yep. And Deb's adherence to law and the rules costs someone their sure. life. Yeah, absolutely. And so she starts to see how Dexter's decisions and what and what he does affects, you know, the law process. And coming off the season where he was himself questioning, do I serve a purpose? Sure. It's the question sure. continuing. Yeah. And now Deb has to ask it. Right. So, yeah. All good points. So <laughs> thank you. Made, thank you for stopping that, me. On that, that, one. that one make that's what makes Dexter such a great show. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So season eight, uh, we move into um, we get a whole bunch of stuff going on here. We're introduced to Evelyn Vogel and then the whole uh, rug pulled out from under us. Find out that someone else had a hand in the code mm-hmm. and that she helped Harry shape Dexter. Uh, this the psychopath expert shapes a psychopath to be. The perfect, as she calls it, psychopath in that he does what's necessary, but also retains all the qualities. But I like how throughout the season, Dexter surprises her over and over again, where he can do things that go outside of what she would expect a psychopath to be capable of. And again, giving us the impression that he could leave this all behind because he shares this with Hannah and he has all these other things that he shouldn't like his fondness for Deb and all that stuff. Sure, he doesn't he doesn't fit the stereotype. Right, not anymore. Or the mold. No. Yeah. And and I think, you know, him being different uh, you know, certainly makes it more palatable for us to digest as sure. fans of what he does. But yeah, I particularly um, you know, don't have a problem with the Dr. L Evelyn Vogel character. No, I thought it was uh, interesting. Or Harry having a hand or help mm-hmm. in uh, in developing Dexter, uh, because Dexter's mother for the entire series has been a body, right? Exactly. Uh, and so mm-hmm. we've never seen that kind of nurturing. Mm-hmm. And and if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a a, a theme for, yeah. the, for this season, yeah. Uh, Nurturing is definitely uh, is definitely one of them. Absolutely, but, uh, between Evelyn and Dexter, and Zach and Dexter. And- oh, sh- certainly, and and even Dexter helping the wounded Deb. Yes, just because uh, her life is spiraling out of control. Yep. After the Laguerta shooting, um, she needs help, and 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 Dexter's always there. Yeah, never never abandoned her at any given point. Uh, and but I I made the wrong call early on the season. I predicted that Vogel was actually the brain surgeon. Yeah, same here. That was my thought because she was so creepy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was elderly they, British people. Do yeah. Right. When, <laughs> when they first introduced her, I was just like, all right, who is this character? Because I was just like, I just thought it was so weird. Yeah, at first. they actually did a nice job of hiding the big bad in plain sight. Yeah, but I thought her character was like, it took me a while to get used to her. I thought that I was just like, all right, I thought it was a little unneeded, but then now I feel like it's needed because mm-hmm. it makes me feel a little bit better that they kind of like tied up Dexter's backstory a little yep. bit as to how in like the whole Harry. It makes thing a little too. more sense. Like Harry didn't seem like he yeah. had the capability to do, do everything all he did own. for yeah. Dexter. Yeah. Like, no, it makes a little bit more sense. Yep. And then we find out uh, Oliver Saxon, a.k.a. 
Daniel Vogel was in fact the brain surgeon. And then we also get the return of Hannah, kind of mm-hmm. like a third into the season, maybe, who takes that, that was a weird initial step, I thought, the the poison and then drop him somewhere just yeah. uh Say like, I'm back in town. Right. Yeah, like that was a little weird. <laughs> Send me an email. Or something. Like, it's the modern modern yeah, times. Yeah, no. Text will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to go out of your way for. Yeah. Um, but then we get the the big turning point of, and I'm jumping through a lot of the season here, of Dexter getting Saxon on the table after the long hunt. Uh, Saxon kills Vogel, and he has. Not even, I don't think at this point it's his urge to kill anymore. He has a personal vendetta now mm-hmm. with Saxon, and that's the drive to kill him. And it does feel, as the audience, I felt, at least me, I felt like it was less like, go get him. I still wanted Saxon to get killed. Yeah. But it wasn't, I didn't feel Dexter's dark passenger anymore. No. Although a part of me would like, felt like it would have, like, for the last kill that he does. Oh. No lies and slander. I was gonna because <laughs> I'm, I'm jump no. I'm jump I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. Um The last big bad kill. Yeah. Yeah, it's the last big bad kill yeah. that would have been on the table because it feels so significant. Yeah. It's so but the like I, I, I accepted it later on. I was just like And they even right. set it up that way. Yeah. Because he went back to the same room yep. that he did from the pilot episode. Yeah. Right. And set that up as his final kill room for Saxon. But he never got to use the pictures. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He went back to all his old ways, which I like to see. Yeah, and then it, and then it wasn't even in the kill room. No, it, wasn't. it didn't happen there. Nope. He went to Saxon's kill room, and it didn't happen there either. Nope. Because <laughs> nope. best laid plans. Right? Yeah. He actually. Now this is where, even before we get into the finale, this was where I thought things started to go south. Because even if Dexter's going to realize that he doesn't need to kill anymore, the Dark Passenger is no longer present, he's not stupid enough to leave Saxon alone in the room, conscious. Like, I was waiting for him to hit him with the the drug again. Yeah. And knock him out. But he leaves, Deb follows, and Saxon is left alone. And I was just like, no. Yeah. No. Like, what are you doing? Like, he's so smart and methodical throughout everything and then he just got... i think it's hubris at this point maybe he just didn't care anymore you yeah think? i think he just wanted to be over and done with yeah it. yeah can we also like mention the fact like masuka yeah <laughs> can we mention that whole thing with the daughter they just brought her in like for filler and it was just like i feel like they started to like yeah because i i was watching a thing beforehand and they're just like uh they're like, oh, Masuka's going to have more of like a background to it. I'm yeah. like, you had eight seasons <laughs> to do something with Masuka, and why are you doing it at the eighth season? While like, he is kind of a fun two-dimensional character. Oh, no, I loved him. They did show him, it did show a little bit of growth for him. Like, yeah. he wasn't just a... A, <laughs> a silly kind of guy. Chauvinist you know? anymore. Like, he started to learn about women <laughs> equal yeah. treatment. And but whatnot. I honestly, I honestly was hoping, although I feel like that would have been doing the same thing as before with the assistant who came yep. in and used him sure. was like I was hoping that she would have if it was a twist that she was the brain surgeon no, I'm just oh kidding. yeah no I was hoping <laughs> that there's yeah I was uh, like hoping that maybe she would have been doing something but then it was just like oh no she's there gets yelled at for smoking pot and then that's it and then shows her boobs yeah and then pretty much <laughs> and that's pretty much it and yeah. I was just like oh all right well then they were really kind of I guess a little bit wasn't a point of that character but, yeah or that she could be the person who accidentally discovers who Dexter is. Right. Yeah, right? <laughs> that would have been crazy. 
And has to hide it from Masuka now and the rest of the, the police department. And yeah. then, like, goes with the whole, like, development with Quinn. Like, I felt like the entire time, like, even during season seven, he was always just like, I hated the dance that he had with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Batista's daughter. Jamie. Jamie. Sister. No, sister. My bad. I hated that. Yeah. I thought it was like they were playing it on way too much. He's just like, oh, you're still talking to Deb. And he's like, no, I'm not. He's still talking to Deb. No, I'm not. And then, yeah, you, you it like was, Deb. You it was like setting Deb. up just, the audience for the kiss. Yeah. That's what it was. We, but it, it was, was annoying. It was just like, yeah. can you just yeah. kiss already? Just do it. Like, yeah. you know what's going to happen. And then. We all know it's coming. Just yeah. Go, it's just, it was really, <laughs> I thought it was kind of. But I guess it was it was good at the end that they did that. And then let's just let's talk about the and then finale. It was, okay, finale time. <laughs> finale. Okay. So a lot of stuff happens in the finale. A lot of it that I'm not a huge fan of. Some things I thought were okay. Yeah. Some not nearly as yep. good. So Deb ends up getting shot when she goes to get Saxon. And uh, she goes into surgery and comes out. And we think it's all good. And then they have the scene where they're saying goodbye to each other. And right away, I knew that was something more yeah. significant than they were letting on. I didn't think it was going to unfold the way that it did. Yeah. But I knew it was the last goodbye in a way, even though like any interview I've read with anyone from the cast or the producers, they're all saying, oh, they played it off so well. And no one realized that that was the fun. I knew. Yeah. Come on. It's like it's, it's last episode. What do you think <laughs> yeah. is going to happen? It's, yeah. What are we going to do here? <laughs> they just said a major goodbye, even though yeah. they tried to play it off all cash. Yep. But no, that was we knew that was the final goodbye. Yep. Uh, Dexter comes in after they find out that the blood clot, she has a stroke. Of course, happens all off camera. So yep. it's really kind of emotionless in a way yeah. for us so that when she gets taken off the life support, it feels like more of a kill yep. than like a mercy type thing yeah they also laid the groundwork for that earlier i didn't even realize someone posted a clip um that i saw on reddit of a time way back i don't even remember what season but they were talking about it was whichever one that he found out about the affair that mm. his dad was having yeah okay uh they had a conversation about like deborah becoming a vegetable and saying if that ever happened to me i'd want you to Put me out of my misery. Oh, she really? legitimately that's, said that, uh, like seasons ago. Oh yeah, that's right. I kind of remember that. Yeah. And then she was like, "I'd do the same thing for you." He's like, "You would, wouldn't you?" Yeah. <laughs> like that's what happened. And I was like, "Holy crap!" She's in a lot of pain. Then I hope she goes fast. It's not likely. Just shoot me if I ever get like that. Really? Hell yes. I'd do the same for you. Pull the plug, put a pillow over your head, whatever. I'll never let you suffer. You wouldn't, would you? That's totally... So they did have this planned out for a long time. Yeah. I don't know if it was the plan that they should have had planned out, but it was right. the plan. Honestly, can I can I say that I actually, like, I, I detested the whole episode other than Deb's death. That yeah. whole scene, except for one. Yeah. But, um... From start to finish, like, I was a little bit bullshit at first, mm -hmm. but then when I got down and started thinking about everything, I was like, that was actually pretty good. Like, yeah, I thought yeah. it was, and it put a lot of emotion. I was just like, the, the entire thing, like, from him doing that whole thing, yeah. he, the only thing I thought was bullshit was the fact that everybody's outside and he takes the body and yeah. 
But yeah. like, I know that it's just like whatever. Hyper reality uh, time. Yeah. Well, I was, it, it, and I was thinking about that too. I think that's just kind of like a gimme for the audience. It is. Because yeah. are we gonna are we gonna do the spy thing where he's got to look right. look around corners? Yeah. Let's and, not waste and, time. And, we yeah, gotta wrap this like, up. We understand that, that yeah. he's gonna he's gonna do he's, something he's with gonna, the body. Yeah, he's yep. gonna do with it. And then he puts her on the boat. And I was a little bullshit at first. The fact that he dumped her body in the water like. Like, like all was, the others. But the thing is that what's beautiful about it, Deb fits the code. Yeah. She does. She killed LaGuerta, who was an innocent. I don't think that she's killed anybody, right? So yep. technically, like, which is why I loved how, like, they, they showed that Dexter with all the progression of him getting better. And he just reverts back to the one person that meant the most to him. Mm-hmm. And he reverts back to killing again because technically he killed Deb. And technically because she fit the code. It's also the first dump that he doesn't cut up. Yeah. So and then, but he just disposes her like mm-hmm. all the rest, like like basically criminal. Because I think that he realizes that that's the whole, that's it, that's the end. Deb was, which really like questions like, like how he really felt about Hannah and Harrison. Mm-hmm. That everybody in the end was completely disposable. Deborah was the kind of twine yeah, that it. kept everything yeah. connected. Because like Deborah's been there the entire time, and now that he lost Deborah, it's like yeah. The one thing that I really appreciated about that scene, I'm not going to lie, I was blubbering like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I really appreciated was the fact that he was in his kill clothes. Yeah. Yeah, that too. I thought that was a subtle yep. little thing yep. to kind of give us, like, I knew that he was going to pull the plug just from walking in the hospital yep. door. Yep. He was wearing those because he was coming from... He was. The hospital? But still. Yeah, from no. killing what's from, uh, from the inst- yeah. From the Oh, okay. Even even so, it's it's just like you could logically say he was wearing it from something else. Yeah. But no, but it's, it's the still, fact that he yeah, was. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Like they could have come up with a number of reasons to have him change. Yeah. But the fact that he walked in with them was very purposeful, I yeah. thought. No, I thought that was that was really good. And then what happened afterwards is kind of dumb. Yeah. That so. he just <laughs> Like, what is he, Aquaman? How did he get out of that? I don't know. Like, like I thought that was like, I was like, okay, like the whole dead thing, totally sad, all of a sudden takes Bo into Hurricane. And I'm like, no. Yeah. So Okay, so he, he does that whole thing. He vows to protect Hannah and Harrison. Yep. And he says that uh, everyone who loves him ends up getting hurt. So he drives his boat into the Hurricane. Yep. I'm Everyone's supposed to be thinking he's committing suicide. Yeah. And it faded to black. Yep. To give us the idea before it went into horrible land. Yep. But I think stopping there would have been stronger. I wouldn't have a hundred percent agreed with it, but I would have understood it. It yeah. made sense for yeah. him to just go, I'm done. Like, if that's Because you really, don't know if he died or not. Like, that's the whole thing. Right. I feel like that would have been okay. And if that's really the decision he came and the vow that he made, yeah. he would be a threat to everybody. Yep. So why wouldn't he just take himself out of the equation? Yeah. So that made sense to me. But then we come back. Yeah. Hannah and Harrison are in Argentina. Hannah reads on the news that Dexter's dead. They go get ice cream. Yep. <laughs> and and they made a very clear point beforehand to say, have Harrison say that he loved Hannah. Yeah. Which I thought was nice, but it also kind of set up a little much. Like there were yeah, too many predictable was, elements yeah, that's what in I the finale. They laid the groundwork very solid. And then we get the... And I don't know why they chose this form of isolation because it's so funny or it's so easy for the internet to make fun of to have Lumberjack Dexter. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just such a departure and such a thing that's a comedic, like, 
Lumberjacks are funny. <laughs> yeah. It's completely 180 yes. from Miami. Yeah. In yeah. color, in temperature. Yep. And it's why it didn't even feel like part of the show. Yeah. Like it was so different that it didn't feel right. It's also worth noting, too, that the finale is the first episode we do not see Harry ever. Yeah. I was just going to note that. No Harry whatsoever. Yeah. Hmm. Because when he dismissed his dark passenger, he didn't need Harry anymore. Yeah. That's right. I guess this is goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then that doesn't make sense if he did the look at the end and it's like, are you really going to be a killer again? Or like. See, I don't think that was. And I actually I feel read. Like Deb's death was the last of it, I feel. I read an article with, uh, and I'll actually, I'll read a quote of the producers explaining the yeah. whole ending. And it makes sense reading it, but I still don't agree yeah, with yeah. it. Even though I, I understand what they were attempting to do, but I don't think it was the right course of action. Um, there's also the part two in the end, there's no more voiceover. That whole ending yeah. sequence of him as a lumberjack, there's no more inner monologue. And there's a reason for that, too. Yeah. And then again, like you said, we see the final shot on his face and we're left questioning, well, what is what does this mean? Yeah. Even though and the, the, the problem was that wasn't the question we were supposed to be asking. And that's why it was a failure on the show's part is they didn't do it properly to make us get the right idea that they were going for. So I did have some gripes with it. He finally chose to do the right thing by turning in Saxon. Mm-hmm. Finally, after all this time, didn't kill someone. And now that causes everything to unravel mm-hmm. because of that one correct choice. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. He, he only puts, uh, people in danger. He said that he wasn't going to put Harrison and Hannah in danger anymore. But the only reason he puts them in danger is because he kills. Now, if they're starting over in a new country, it's very unlikely people are going to find them, especially if Deborah's dead. Yeah. Because she's the only one who really knew where they were going. He's not going to kill anymore. We know because of the loss of Harry. Harry's not there anymore. There's no more Dark Passenger. He's moved on. He's no longer a threat. Yeah. He's too smart to know that this is not, like, that this A, B scenario is a necessity. Just go be with them. Like, yeah. Deb just died. What she would have wanted is him to go like mm-hmm. all these. Th- it just did not make a logical behavioral sense. Also, the fact to- that like me. nobody like they found. Well, they didn't know if they found his body or not, but his ship was wrecked. Yep. The fact that nobody questioned that Deb's body was missing. Right. Also, that Harrison is missing. You yeah. think that if you found Dexter's boat crashed and then you like if, if you assume that Dexter was dead, wouldn't you want to try and find his son? Oh, I'm sure if they went one more season, yeah. it involves Elway. Tracking him down to Argentina because he sees all the pieces in place. Sure. No, I I mean, I think this, yeah, thank. That's why it's a problem. Thankfully, there will not be a a season. season. I think this, uh, I think the season ran, you know, a little bit too long anyway. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. As far as my take on the, on the finale, I think it boils down to expectation. Mm -hmm. And as I went into the final season, I was kind of conflicted about what, I wanted the resolution of the series to be, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, does he get caught? Does he get killed? Uh, does he get away with it? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what is the ultimate end? What do I want to have for the end? I didn't know what I want and I didn't know what they were going to do. I wasn't right. I I wasn't, I I wasn't, uh, (laughs) I wasn't necessarily pulled in any particular direction or any kind of feeling. There was the Um, sentimental part of me that wanted to see him get away with it and have the happy ending. Oh, no. I totally either wanted him to die or get caught because I, if executed well, I love tragedies. Yeah. 
Like I would if executed well the key point, right? Yeah, there. if executed well, it would have been that would have been a great tragedy. But it's technically not. I, I, well, it is a tragedy, but it's like it is it's from just, the eyes of the producer. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I mean, technically, you'd all like. I think that's why everybody was upset because they're just like, "Oh, he's a killer!" Like, justice needs to be served. Sure. Well, okay. Here's executive producer Sarah Colleton said, uh, and this was her explanation of how everything kind of wrapped up. From the very beginning, the paradox was: here's a guy who doesn't feel he's a human being who has to fake it, but in faking it, he's a better brother, boyfriend, colleague than most real people. People think of him as a monster, but he yearns to be human. We've seen him go forward on this journey every year. Now we find out what the final price was. What sums up the entire journey was the scene on the balcony of his apartment before going on the boat to put Deb down. And she says that's horrible to say aloud. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The voiceover that he says, for so long, all I wanted was to feel like other people. Now that I do, I just want it to stop. It's the horrible awareness of what it was to be a human being and how overwhelming that is for him. His punishment is banishment. He sends himself into exile. Killing himself is too easy. When he turns and looks into the camera at the end, he's stripped away of everything. There's no voiceover. Yeah. There's no nothing. So for this, me, this normal. is what his existence so is. So that's supposed you know. to be his tragedy is his that tragedy he, is that he got what he now. wanted and realized he couldn't handle it. Yeah. But for me, it just comes off as don't try to be human. Just be a monster. Yeah. Like what What kind of a message is that? That's stupid. <laughs> I no, don't know. The, the look that he gave at the end was just like that evil look like that he was going to kill again. They should have yeah, done yeah. a more like solemn look, I yep. suppose. Not really more of an evil one. But It was a really strange. It was a weird look. Yeah. Strange way to cap it all off. Yeah. But then, and I know Justin read this. I don't know if you read no, this I, at all, Jay. Uh, there was an alternate ending I, proposed I really- by the former showrunner of seasons one through four. Uh, so Clyde Phillips was the guy who did run he was an executive producer and the showrunner of the first four seasons yep. arguably the best ones yep and he had something that i think he pitched years ago or intended to pitch before he left the show mm-hmm. and he said that and i think this would have been so much better and even though i didn't necessarily want to see dexter die yeah. necessarily like there was there's always the part of me that just wants happy ending yep. I, I can't yeah deny i know that. i think everybody's that way but this would have been phenomenally better even though it is in a way a trope I don't care. It's so good. I know. Lay on. And it it works here. It works. I think it it works here. Uh, I think they did a good job with the final episode, but here's what I personally would have pitched. In the very last scene of the series, Dexter wakes up and everybody is going to think, oh, it was just a dream. So they're going to play that game with us for a sec. And then the camera pulls back and back and back. And then we realize, no, it's not a dream. Dexter's opening his eyes and he's on the execution table at the Florida penitentiary. They're just starting to administer the drugs, and he looks out through the window to the observation gallery. In the gallery are all the people that Dexter killed, including the Trinity Killer and the Ice Truck Killer, the Guerta, who he was partly responsible for killing, Mm -hmm. Dokes, who he's arguably responsible for, Rita, who he's arguably responsible for, Lila, all the big deaths, and also whoever the weekly episodic kills were. They're all there. That's what I envisioned for the ending of Dexter. That everything we've seen over the past eight seasons has happened in the several seconds from the time they start Dexter's execution to the time they finish the execution and he dies. Literally, his life flashed before his eyes as he was about to die. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. I think it would have been a great, epic, very satisfying conclusion. That is beautiful. I love that. That would have been amazing. That would have been fantastic. The entire time you just saw his all the kills ever. And then but. Yeah. And oh. it's not it's not a hundred percent original because he did attribute it to another source. Yeah. There's a story about like a, a southwestern soldier or something like that. Yeah. He's hanging from the gallows. 
he drops the rope breaks he runs to his family there's a whole thing but In then occurrence you get a Owl quick creek bridge oh okay yeah there fantastic it is fantastic story and then you get a quick flashback as soon as all this happy stuff happens and then the rope catches and he dies because the rope never actually broke it was yeah, all in his mind it was, just... it was all in his mind oh no but I but like... this is the same thing except it was all real stuff yeah and then he dies Having just seen all that flash before his eyes. I love that ending. It's amazing. Why didn't they do that? I don't know. See, that's like the kind of like tragic if executed well would have been fantastic because he would be dying. Yeah. And and there's just you always want some sort of nostalgia. Yeah. In like the end. Scrubs did it really well where you see all the people as he's like kind of dancing through the hallway, even though it wasn't the finale finale. They did the horrible extra season. But. But you see, like, all these characters from the past, and it was just a beautiful way to say goodbye. Yeah. And to do that, I think, would be the same thing. I mean, the even just the pictures on the wall is kind of like a, I guess, in it's my the head, same idea. Symboli- symbolism of, like, the kill room, except, right. he's, except he's dying. And exactly. He's on the table. Oh, oh he's on God. the table. They're all hanging it, on the it wall. It works in oh. so many ways. Yeah. I love that. It's oh. phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So in my head... That's how Dexter ended. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, I can, I can like accept it. that. Being as visual a person as I am, I I've created that. Yeah, scene no, I in my can, head I can and agree with that ten times. And it's more. amazing. It's so much better. But honestly, back to what you were saying before, Justin, like everyone was saying he was gonna die or get caught. I think they kind of avoided those two scenarios just to not be predictable. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been. And yet, this one does something predictable in killing him, and yet does something very unpredictable yeah, in the execution unexpected. of it. And it's just, it's so much, it's its just beautiful, is what it is. Yeah. It really is. And it's epic, and it's, even though you might not have wanted to see Dexter die necessarily, it did it in such a good way, you can't argue with yeah. it. And it's its finality, is the other thing. Sure. Yeah, because now, now, yeah, now I feel like it's like... It's like when I I read a thing about how like all the Harry Potter fans hate how like those who have re- <laughs> what what <laughs> he doesn't want to spoil on Harry Potter you must be in the oh, middle okay, of oh okay never mind then <laughs> That's my if guess. I, won't, I won't say anything if you don't want me to say it, anything. It, it's amazing I've been able to keep that that is like, amazing like out it, we'll just say left open I, I guess so yeah I, don't know. I was just kinda I was just gonna to. say that they kind of had an an issue with one of the deaths yep but. No, I know what you're talking they, about. Yeah, I think you know what I, which one I'm talking <laughs> and about. And I haven't even read the books. Yeah. <laughs> All but, movies. Um, but the fact that now that they have, they showed Dexter as a body and he's alive mm-hmm. and it's just like, well, right. is there going to be something else or no? Exactly. Like, I hate that. I want to be able to know that. And that's the problem. Not, and now yeah. there's all this talk about, okay, are they going to do more? Are they going to do a movie? Are they going to do? Yeah. There's all this like question about, but I don't think. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're going to, and I think if they do, it's going to be, be not movie. serving itself no, anymore. No, it wouldn't. Because, like we just said, it could all just become a mess. Yeah, I don't want to see a Dexter movie. I'm no, dead. Dexter Christmas special. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless they plan on refilming what we just read. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. sticking that in. That's I what would. They should. Yeah, yeah they I would go to a theater that. to watch that final, yeah, Kickstarter, the final Kickstarter project. They, let's yeah. do it. Okay. <laughs> I, I I think the cast is you know towing the company line. I, I think so. I, I think they. Um, yeah, I, I think they. I think it's an unfit ending. Yeah, for yeah. it. But like I said, I I didn't have any strong feelings or expectations either way. So I just wanted to sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, self-imposed exile. I mean, I think he's punishing himself for, I don't know, for how long? Right, like, right, exactly. Uh, you know, and in the but, same uh, in the same interview with the producers where I read that garbage from, um, <laughs> they not not the good ending though. The garbage I read. 
um, they did say that his new code is now no human contact, like no human interaction whatsoever. He mm-hmm. just he doesn't he's not killing anymore, but he just doesn't he does nothing with other people. No talking, no nothing. He just lives in sheer isolation. The voice is gone. It's, not it's, very it's satisfying. all gone. Yeah. No, it's it's not. it's not even a tragedy. It's no, just it's it's, just it's limbo. <laughs> yeah. Limbo's not interesting. No. I mean it's an interesting take. I mean, that's one thing to think about it, but it's not Yeah. It's not good. No. I can't <laughs> I honestly can't find anybody who said they are like They're satisfied okay and enjoy. Yeah. No. Even searching on, on the internet, it's hard to yep. find someone who's like in a hundred percent satisfaction of the way it all went down. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's too bad because you know, I, I think shows want to go out on top. Yes. I think they want to go out on their own terms. And I think Dexter was a very successful show mm-hmm. for Showtime. And I think it overstayed its welcome. I mm-hmm. think it got drawn out mm-hmm. probably a couple of seasons too long. Sure. But but yeah, and you, you hate to see something go out like that. Yeah, you do. You know, especially when you've put in, you know, eight seasons worth of viewing into it. Yeah. I will say so. though, even given the the weakness of the finale, the show itself is so strong that it doesn't take away from anything prior. Like I still love the show; it's still one of my favorite shows of all time, mm-hmm. even given the way that it went out. Yeah, I mean, I I think I said it to you earlier. I think it's gonna go out. It's gonna go down in history as gonna be a good show mm-hmm. that did not go out on top yeah. i still tell people to watch it all the time absolutely I'm like, I'm oh like, i do i recommend though, it yeah, yeah. i'm like even though it. even though you might not agree with like the latest seasons mm-hmm. it's still a very 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 good show absolutely tell everybody to watch it totally solid. agree solid yep any uh final final thoughts you want to throw in on this before we say goodbye I feel like i do but it's so hard to say goodbye no. <laughs> uh, it was it it really was a uh a journey yeah it was uh it was very enjoyable. It was challenging. Uh, it was fresh. Like I said, intoxicating. Yep. Uh, that first season, I just wanted to watch more and more and just get involved with mm-hmm. uh, with with what his world is like and who he is and how he's able to make judgments and balance morality. And uh, it's it's uh, definitely a show I recommend to anybody. Yeah. See? Oh, I have to do a conclusion. You don't have to. <laughs> no, I'll just say that the show's good. Yeah, that's, that's all you it. need. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. That, I'm not going to write this huge That's paragraph. totally acceptable. I could, just, I could just say that I'm, well, although not satisfied with the ending, I'm completely satisfied with the show. Yeah. So. I agree. Completely agree with both statements. Good. All right, cool. So uh, as we wrap up here, go over to thegeekgeneration.com to see everything that we post over there. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Night Angel. You can send emails with your feedback to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Thanks so much for joining us this week, guys. Uh, if you made it all the way through <laughs> this <Yeah>. spoilerific episode, <laughs> uh, we will see you next week. Later. The next word I want to hear you say is goodbye. <sighs> say it already or I'll crawl out of this bed and kick your fucking ass. Goodbye.